Welcome listeners to the Lust for Life podcast, where you'll be joining a girl on her journey to discovering the depths of emotional intelligence. This is your host, Tennessee Reed. Welcome back, everyone. It's so good to see you again. I'm so glad you've joined us this week. This week is a really great topic. Um, It's something that I have thought a lot about this week and quite frankly thought about my whole life. And I finally feel like I am ready to talk about it. Uh, This week is a relationship with food and body image as women and men and just adults in society and also children, um, adolescents, all ages, because this truly does affect everyone in our society. And this is something that I've really, really struggled with. I distinctly remember in the seventh grade, is about when I started counting my calories and started thinking about my weight and what that looks like on me and how to start eliminating that weight. And I remember in sixth grade is when I started to kind of compare my body image to other girls. And I don't know how that started, um, but it did. I do think it's like kind of a human characteristic to compare. I was not on social media at that time. So that was not a factor, Um, but I did start comparing myself. And I also remember I started exercising when I was in like the fourth grade. I remember going on like jogs after school. And I think that was purely just because I wanted to like be faster and do better at my sports. Um, But as that progressed through seventh grade, that changed. I started to exercise for body image and obviously to be good at sports too, but that's when I started counting my calories and my macros. And that's when I stopped listening to my body. And that's been how many years now? Lots of years of not listening to my body. And I know I'm not the only one. And I actually did some research this week. The statistic from an NIH study from 2021 stated that 37% of nine-year-olds are unhappy with their body in some way. 37% of nine-year-olds. You guys, that's so young. That is so young. And 50% of eight to 13-year-olds. 50%. And this is not just affecting girls. This is boys and girls. That is truly an epidemic. This needs to change and our society needs to step it up and really watch what we say and how we address things with these children and how we address things with ourselves because our children are watching us. They're watching the way we speak to each other and ourselves and the way we speak about others. If we're commenting on others' bodies, if you as a parent are commenting on other people's bodies, Your children are watching you do that, and then they start to do it, and then they do it to themselves because you're doing it to yourself. There's so many, I think there's so many avenues of why this is happening, Um, and this needs to change. We need to be more conscious as a society. This is really affecting mental health and really affecting people in a really horrible and deep way. I have had my battles all the way through high school and college with this. I remember in high school, I was restricting myself to less than 1,300 calories a day. 
and I was doing multiple sports at the time. So I was exercising multiple times a day. I started losing my hair. And when I went to the doctor's office, because I just genuinely wasn't feeling good, my glucose level was 52. 52. If someone came into the ER and I was their nurse and their glucose was 52, I'd say, uh, yeah, let's get this person a juice box and like watch them very closely because this is not a good level to be at. Your body cannot function at that level long-term. And it's so hard on every organ in your body and your brain. I'm so glad that I am no longer at that level, but I kind of had like my restricting time. And then I, I turned into this binge time because I was so shameful that I would just binge eat on the weekends and it would turn into days, into weeks, into months of just binging. And then I would lose it all. And then I'd kind of binge again. My weight has fluctuated a lot throughout my life. And this food talk, you know, the always wanting food, always going for the candy or always going for the sugar that has really taken a toll on me and has taken a lot of space in my mind and my life that I wish wouldn't be there. And it's, it really is soul crushing. And like those of you who have felt this, I know you understand, like your body image confidence just goes right through the drain whenever you binge. And then it leads you to binging more. And it's been so, it's been a battle. And about six months ago, I threw away my scale because we were moving to North Carolina. I'm like, I don't want to take this thing anyway. And you know what? This is a great opportunity for me. I'm just going to throw it away. So I literally threw it in the dumpster and um, we moved to North Carolina. And I didn't buy a scale and I haven't weighed myself since. And Jake and I, about five months ago, started training for ultra marathons. And this has been kind of life-saving for me. At the same time of training for ultra marathons, you know, I've started this podcast. I've done a lot of work on the inside, just working on myself, uh, healing myself, learning to love myself. And all of this together, I think, has made me the healthiest I've ever been. I finally feel like I have a great relationship with food. I've, I view it as fuel, not food or calories. And, um, I'm finally relaxed about it. I'm not constantly thinking about it. And I finally get like cravings for really, really good food, not only just junk food. And I believe that this is the case because, um, ultra marathon and you're running for hours at a time and you have to eat while you're running. And at first I refused to do this. I was like, I'm not doing that. Like, are you kidding? And I refused to eat and I suffered, like suffered. Like my, my whole body would shut down if I did not eat calories by like mile 15, I was pooped, like so done. And I finally started to force myself to eat a little bit at a time. I started out with like one tiny Uncrustable while I was running. And now I, I added on some jelly beans or I added on a goo. And it has helped me so much to listen to my body. Like when I'm running, I'm thinking, okay, what does my body need? Okay, does it need a goo? Does it need, you know, Gatorade? Does it need a stinger waffle? Like what does my body need at this time? 
and changing my mindset to fuel instead of calories and food um, helped me to reconnect my brain to my body and testing it out by eating little bits at a time and getting more and more. It kind of helped with that fear and that anxiety around food. And now I'm eating 500 plus calories on a run, which I still should be eating more, but I'm working my way up to that. And I'm happy about it. And I'm happy that I get to eat that food and it makes me feel good. And my body needs it. And after the run, I'm like, Hey, what does my body need? Does it need protein? Does it need carbs? Does it, you know, what does it need? What is my body telling me? So I've really learned to listen to my body and I'm not perfect and I probably never will be, but I'm definitely way better than I used to be. And I believe this is because of two different things. I believe it's because I've set a goal for myself that in order to achieve this ultra marathon 50 mile goal or qualifying for a Boston marathon, I have to be eating optimally. And I want to be eating optimally because I want to reach that goal. And I feel I'm starting to feel really, really, really good. Like my body feels strong. It feels good. I still allow myself some treats every once in a while, but mostly it's it's very solid foods and whole foods. And I'm really happy with the way this has turned out. And so I've set this big goal and I've set these baby steps of how I'm going to get there. I'm going to eat this much protein a day. I'm going to try to eat this many carbs before I run. And these baby steps have allowed me to perform better and have this relationship with food that has relieved me of that food talk. The second reason, and probably the more important reason of why I've started to heal myself and I've become so open to food and healthily, I'm healthy with this relationship with food is because I've healed the inside. When we have trauma, we all have trauma. We look for something to fill those gaps. We look for something that feels good. We look for something to soothe us and food can be something to soothe because food, everyone likes food. It tastes good. It makes us feel good. So when we have trauma, we look for things to fill those gaps like food or somebody you love to come talk to you, or there's so many different avenues. And then it kind of, when we use those soothing factors, it kind of leads to an addiction in a way. So yes, I believe that I was addicted to food. In a way, I was obsessed with food. And I was soothing myself with the food. Like whenever I'd have a bad day, I'm like, I would like some food, please, um, to make me feel better. And I have healed myself these last few months and I've done the work. I've faced myself and started working on my flaws and what I what I can improve on and my thought processes. I'm not perfect, but you know, I've started this podcast and I've recorded every week and my journey and I have truly begun to heal myself and I've started to believe in myself and I have confidence in myself. And so I do believe that I've healed this relationship because I have healed those gaps and I no longer feel the need to fill those gaps with food or other soothing things. And I believe that setting the goal and having a detailed outline of how we get to those goals and then 
healing myself and facing the trauma and facing um, the your past and really the things that you've pushed under the rug, pull them out and look at them and listening to your inner child, all those things really do play a role. And I don't think I would have thought that if somebody told me that in the past, but now that I've experienced it, it's so, so true. And it's been on my mind this whole week. And I'm just so grateful that I've reached this point because, you know, I've prayed to reach this point, like of being happy with myself and being happy with my body and being grateful for what my body can do for me and being grateful that I have the funds to pay for healthy food and being able to make this food and having access to it. There's so many things that I'm just so grateful for. I'm so filled with love and joy for having goals and feeling content with myself. And I just really wanted to share that with you all this week. And I know that I was not the only one to go through this. And I'm sure many are still going through this. But what I do have to say is don't be shameful. The worst thing you can do is be shameful about yourself and what you're doing. If you mess up on your goal, that's okay. It's okay. The thing about New Year's resolutions is everyone expects to be perfect. I'm going to do this every single day. Give yourself like a little margin of mistake. Like 5% of the time I'm I'm going to mess up and that's okay. Don't don't set unrealistic expectations for yourself. Life happens. And one of my goals this year was if I overeat a little bit on a day, I will not feel shameful about it because if I start feeling shameful, it will tether me to the ground and I'll, I'll be in this like mindset for a couple of days and I will probably binge food for a couple of days. So if I overeat, that is okay. My body probably needed it. And by thinking that way, I'm going to not overeat as much because it's, there's that expectation that's gone It's just, it is what it is. And you're just content. As soon as you put those high expectations, that's when you start to get a little anxious and you start to overeat. So for me, that's been a goal. And I hope that this was um, validating for you listeners this week. Um, This has really been a hot topic and it won't be the last time I talk about it because it really has taken a lot of years of practice for me. And I'm definitely not perfect, but I'm pretty proud of myself for how far I've come. And this week, just give yourself some grace and really think about your relationship with food and start to process your past. And is that possibly playing a factor in your present and future? Because if it is, it's time. It's time to face your past and it's time to work through um, those shameful moments and it's time to let it go. So work through it, let it go, and be present and live in the future. You guys, you got this. I love you all. Thank you so much for joining again this week. I've had so much fun um, getting to know everyone, seeing the reviews. I love seeing the reviews, you guys. It really makes me so happy. Even if I make one person's day a little bit better, it's absolutely all worth it. And I hope you all have a wonderful week, and I'll see you all next week.